a Lifetime Original Podcast. I love a Lifetime movie. Will you flirt text me? I feel like Jennifer Aniston finding out about Brad and Angelina. And it's funny to see a Christmas tree just shoot out of a window. They talk about Smokey Robinson like he's a chupacabra. This one you have poinsettias and the kids get to be a part of it. <laughs> I love when you love something, you look bad. You're like, Jesus Christ. Merry Christmas. Ah! I die. I die. <laughs> How long has this church been here, Amber? A hundred years. And in that hundred years, do you think we've never had a setback? Maybe once or twice. Yet here we are. Honey, the pageant will be wonderful with or without Smokey Robinson. And Christmas will still be Christmas, even if we didn't have a pageant or sing a song or wrap a gift. Hello and welcome to another episode of I Love a Lifetime Movie. I am Megan Gailey and I am joined by my joy to the world. Naomi X. <laughs> wow, that was so good and so unexpected, Megan. <laughs> Thank you. I'm just feeling holiday. You are. You're wearing a red sweater even. I know, but it's M&M's. <laughs> okay. Well, remember the M&M's, the candy that oh. used to have those Christmas commercials? So really, that's I holiday. love the M&M commercials. Like, <laughs> so invested. The green one with her little eyelashes and her little heel. <laughs> <laughs> An icon. Ugh, the peanut. He never knows. He never knows what's going on. <laughs> Naomi, how are you doing? I am doing all right today, Megan. That's what I'll say. It's okay. funny because the end of the year for me is always like, what are we doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm really reflective. I'm checking in. I feel like 21 just went by. 21 <laughs> went by. Yeah. And I'm just 20- like, where are we? 21 was supposed to be, we had high hopes for it. We did. All of us. I'm not even speaking in the personal. The world had high hopes. And I don't know. I don't know if it, we're going out with a bit of a whimper. A true whimper. Uh, A whimper turning into a sob is what I will say. That's what I'll say. Um, You know, again, this is why I shouldn't be negative because of course we're here. We're going to talk about a Christmas movie and Lifetime Christmas movies are all about love and light and hope. But you know, Mm -hmm. I'm such a curmudgeon. It's like really hard. I'm a real Scrooge. And I'm a tiny Tim. (laughs) (laughs) You really are. And that's why we make a beautiful duo. (laughs) I, um... I I love Christmas so much and it's and the thing is I've I've always loved Christmas but when mm-hmm. you're a kid it's like of course you love Christmas you're right. a kid and now I feel of the age where I'm like oh am I that like woman in snowman sweaters every day <laughs> uh, it's I've aged into crazy Christmas lady right. right 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 I understand that I I loved Christmas as well I think maybe in having a non-Christian lover or a non-Christmas celebrator you know, as mm-hmm. my lover, that's kind of taken some of it out of it. And in moving to a city with no seasons, you know, like I like the feel of Christmas. You know what I mean? Like I want, you know, chestnuts roasting, honey. Oh. I want a white Christmas. Yeah, I want a white Kwanzaa, you know, mm-hmm. and that's the energy I like. Um, And we don't really have that here. So it feels like I'm really manufacturing some Christmas cheer. Yeah. You know I mean? Speaking of. Andy, happy Hanukkah well, to, well, well. to all of our um, Jewish listeners who celebrate. And yeah, it doesn't ring the same Christmas bells in LA when you see the Capitol Records building decorated. You're like, <laughs> all right. But I do love a kitschy Christmas, like a Santa in a Hawaiian shirt. I go wild for that Really? Shit. Okay, so yes. you want a Palm Springs Christmas. I, yeah, I love like Home Alone 2 when they're in Miami and it's like mm-hmm. raining and there's all that like bad Christmas decorations. <laughs> of course, I prefer a Norman Rockwell white yes. picket fence with snow exactly. on it, but um, a Hawaiian Christmas melakilaka, I did not say that correct, <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. I love it. Did did you, you grew up in New York, which is one of the most beautiful places at Christmas Miracle on 34th Street. Are you I kidding know. me? Um, uh, did you and your mom have any special Christmas traditions? Would you stay in New York? Well, this is what I'll say, and it's, I mean, ties in so well to our movie. So my mom's family is from Detroit, and so I spent every Christmas in Detroit up wow. until probably like my mid-20s. So we would go there for 
Christmas break. And, you know, Detroit is, well, look, I grew up in Harlem. So to me, Detroit was the the suburbs. All right. (laughs) Now as an adult, I realized that maybe not. But again, it was like, it was houses. It was grass. It was, you know what I mean? Like that Mm -hmm. was suburban to me. And so um, we would, you know, just like camp out at my grandma's house. I loved when it was snow. My favorite was I would always cross my fingers that there would be a snowstorm and we would be snowed in so that I wouldn't have to go back to you New York to be and have stuck to go back in to Detroit? School. Well, in my grandma's house. It's like my favorite vacations are places where there's nothing to do, therefore yeah. no expectation, mm-hmm. you know? And that's really Detroit in a nutshell. We would just sit there with grandma <laughs> and just watch our watch our stories and just be warm all day. What about you in Indiana? Um, Indiana, we would, you know, we did a couple like vacate tropical Christmases. Mm, that feels right which, for Peggy. Which is fun. But my family usually, if if everybody's in town, they, gosh, since, as long as I can remember, a big Christmas Eve party. Ooh. Like, and it's because my, my parents are from upstate New York. We don't have any relatives that live in Indianapolis. And so it was friends and and like, you know, the family you make in the town where mm-hmm, you are. Mm-hmm. And the party has been of varying sizes. I feel like at some point there were like hun- over 100 people that would be there. So this and is then, like out of a movie, like those parties, mm-hmm. like when a white family has a Christmas party and it's like right. the thing. Like we're talking yeah. catered. We're talking. We're talking catered. Um, nines. Yeah. My mom's caterer is named Reggie. Love him. He makes Famous sandwiches, these little Reggie sandwiches, we go nuts for them. Oh my God, the chicken salad. Like, oh, and then we order so many more. So we're just like eating them throughout the holiday. Right. Um, but there's not like waiters or anything. And okay. And my mom's trying to give like the impression of like, I'm doing it all, which she really is. She's yeah. an amazing hostess. But she you would hear her open the door and be like, hi, oh my gosh. And then be like, Ryan Michael Megan, come and take this coach. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> We're expected to be helping and we are like not helping. Right. Cookie decorating. There was a time when there would be a piano player. Wow. So it's oh, that's probably the peak I of its that. extravagance. And then it sort of faded into like my friends coming, my brother's friends coming and people. I remember one year my brother had a friend get so drunk. He slept in our basement until 4 p.m. Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> what? Nobody yeah. was like. Hey, get up and go we home. His his family didn't, didn't come know. calling. No, he but has didn't a know? torn family. He has a torn family. Um, and my brother knew he was there, but like we had like finished opening presents, gone to a film, no. come back, we're eating a standing roast, and he moseys <laughs> on up and is like, "Bye, guys." <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Wow. I would really love a follow up with him. If it, we can get him on the horn and just see how his life turned out as a Oh, whole. I still see him all the time. He's a father. He's a married father. Speaking of your gorgeous dream to be stuck in Detroit, they <laughs> I feel like they you need to be in a tourism video for them because they could really use that. <laughs> Our film this week is Miracle in Motown. Miracle in Motor City. <laughs> I, okay, yes. Our film this week is a Miracle in Motor City. Um, Amber, played by Tia Mowry. Yes, wow, Mowry sisters. Is on a mission to convince Motown legend Smokey Robinson, who stars as himself, to perform at her church's annual Christmas pageant. Now, spoiler alert. When you say he stars as himself, now you know he, he shows up. Do you see what I'm yes. saying? But I guess it's mm-hmm. a Lifetime movie, so you know it all works out in the end on Christmas. Yeah, and it would be weird to have him in the log line, even without the he stars as himself, if he did not show up. (laughs) (laughs) If you did not catch the premiere on Lifetime, you can find it on Amazon, Apple, Google Play, Voodoo Fandango, which is not a curse, but two different streaming services. And you can watch not just today's movie we're talking about, but many more, because Lifetime is giving us over 30 new holiday movies this year. Hello! That's a ton! That's more than the... The 12 days of Christmas. Absolutely. The 30 movies of Lifetime. And you can watch most of these online after they premiere. Okay? And you can watch past Lifetime holiday movies. So if you were worried that you wouldn't have enough to watch as you sit at home with your family trying to avoid talking about politics, Mm. we got you, babe. We got you, babe. And as we said, the star of this film is Tia Mowry. And we have 
the one and only Tia Mowry stopping by <gasps> to give us all the behind the scenes and just tell us everything we've ever needed to know about her life. She is our special guest later on in the episode. Oh my God, this is truly an iconic Christmas. Let's get into it. decorating a tree and you can tell she has a zest for Christmas. Truly. She is explaining to a little cutie, Lily. No matter how many new decorations I get, I always leave room for a little piece of tradition. What's tradition? Something you carry with you your whole life because it has a special meaning to you. We learn that Lily is a girl that Amber is fostering. So this is Amber's foster daughter. Amber's a social worker. I mean, quite, and it's so funny. Like, Tia and Tamira both, but they're just like so wholesome. They're true mm -hmm. wholesomeness in a nutshell. So the idea that she's like a foster mom in love with Christmas is like perfect and right. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, I don't think she's mm -hmm. acting one bit. This is her natural joie de vivre. I do think Christmas movies sometimes have a tendency to have people with fake jobs too. You know, like mm -hmm. jobs that are real, but it's like, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But you never but see it. But it's like yeah. a social worker is a real job mm -hmm. um, of a person who works very hard and is one of the unsung heroes of the world. And so I'm glad they're getting representation on Lifetime. Yes, absolutely. Then we cut to a black church service. Come on now. It's Motor City, baby. Angels we have heard on high sweetly singing We see a really stylish preacher who's Amber's father reminding us what Christmas is really about. Think about the hardship she had to endure giving birth to our Lord and Savior. And ask yourself, what will you be doing with your two weeks before Christmas? On Christmas Day and beyond, what gift will you give to the world? What gift will you give this Christmas? Wow. Whew. It's deep. Wow. It's heavy. I, I was as I was watching this, I was wondering, you know, we're performers, and I did wonder, like, do you think pastors ever get tired of doing the Christmas sermon? Like, <laughs> like we get tired of our old jokes. Like it's like, you know, they're just going through the motions of Mary and Joseph and there to me, I were think no hotel rooms. <laughs> Well, to me, it's like, I feel like Christmas is one, you know, we get tired of it. No, what I love the, mo the most is like when I have an audience who's on my side and I can just kind of phone it in. Yeah. And that's what a Christmas sermon is. You know what I mean? Packed like, house. <laughs> a packed house. They're here for it. These are people who just want to hear the hits anyway. Yes. <laughs> you know? We, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of a CNE Catholic. That's mm -mm. Christmas and Easter. Oh, um, uh -huh. And so it's like, that's when the church swells. Exactly. And you know, you know, the, the the men up top are like, where are you guys in June? You know, like, <laughs> oh yeah, you're going to roll in for Christmas. It's like, yes, this is the most fun. This is when you have poinsettias and the kids get to be a part of it. <laughs> so after church, we see the family around the table. Oof, I want to eat. 
whatever they're eating. <laughs> um, and they're talking about the upcoming Christmas pageant. Lily's going to be in the pageant this year. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing Silent Night. Her very first solo. Oh, yes. <laughs> You're going to be amazing. She's so sweet and so cute. She's going to have a solo. Very excited. And the Christmas pageant this year is raising money for the church to get a new roof, which it desperately needs. It's a hundred years. It's the centennial celebration of Mount Joy. Yeah, Megan, Mount Joy. That's the name of the church, okay? And these are the Christmas stakes. Again, love it. Right and tight. The Christmas stakes. Pageant, raise money for the church roof, okay? Mm -hmm. That's what we need to do this Christmas. That's what has to happen. Mm -hmm. Everyone's on board, all right? And Aunt Brenda, who's the one who always runs the pageant and is like, you know, real auntie energy. She's like, I have a plan. We're going to do it the way I always do it. And then she gets a call that's like, Elaine had the twins. What? Uh -huh. Two weeks early? Yes. What? Oh, I, I got to go to Texas. She's going to meet her mama. So now Aunt Brenda, she got to go see her new baby, her twin grandbabies. Mm -hmm. And so Amber's like, I'll take over. You know, and Brenda's like, just do exactly what I say, which I yes. felt was very real. But Yes, and of course... Amber takes over and immediately is like, I'm going to change everything. Um, so listen to Amber's plans for her new pageant. The pageant should be inspired by Motown Christmas music. That would be a nice spin. Yes. Even if people don't know Mount Joy, they know Motown. That's the special hook. I mean, I was excited at first, though, because as I said, you know, I love a Motown Christmas. I love a soulful reimagining. So I was like, great. Does this movie come with a soundtrack? Is there a playlist? That was my first thought. But Amber's immediately like, we got to get Smokey Robinson to come to the pageant. Mm -hmm. And immediately she like tries to call his team, you know, publicist, agents, whatever. And they're like, no. <laughs> but Amber's not deterred. Amber's not deterred. And so then her sister, Nicole, and her husband, Ham? Yeah. I was like, they're really calling this man Ham? Yes, and I liked it. And I I do think I've met a man named Ham before. You've met a man named Ham before? Yeah. This is an American man named Ham, which is a food. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, so they decided to call Eddie Root. We don't know who that is at Yeah, this point, we don't. But he loves Christmas as, as much as Amber does. So weird. We cut to New Orleans. Oh, I would love to go to New Orleans for Christmas. Also great food. <laughs> and we see um, who we presume to be Eddie Root. And he's running a guitar store, helping a customer. And then he gets a call from Ham. The church wants Smokey Robinson to come to the Christmas pageant because we have a leaky roof. And next year's our centennial. And I know you used to play with Smokey back in the day. So I was hoping maybe you could put like a one-two. Oh, first of all, I didn't play with Smokey. My uncle did. Okay, I just tagged along with him. I was like 12 years old. You, you didn't keep in touch? Who doesn't keep in touch with Smokey Robinson? Are you serious? Eddie. I'm desperate here. As a performer, this really stressed me out. Like, yes, absolutely. A lot of this plot, it was like, people come to us sometimes and are like, get me David Letterman. And it's <laughs> like, I don't know David Letterman. We do not, we are not email buddies. Exactly, exactly. And especially like that feeling when you're like, if you're like, I sort of do know a person, but do I feel like they know me enough that I can call them? Do you know what I mean? Like to perform on Christmas Eve? It's insane. But also just to call being like, hey, remember me? Yeah. He's like, I haven't no. seen you in 25 years. <laughs> right. Um, and so they're also trying to get Eddie to come to Detroit because they want him and Amber to hook up. I have some time more for the holidays. Okay. Yeah. Um. I guess I could hang out for a few days. Wait, you serious? Yeah. It's about time I came home. Yes. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, you, you can uh, stay with me and Nicole. Last minute holiday travel. New hey, Orleans um, to better, Detroit? You better be Venmoing Eddie because yeah. that's, a, that's a lot to get him to come. Weather delays? I mean, I, I was thinking this is a headache. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot, especially because it's like, we already know too, Eddie's like a guitar shop manager. You know what I mean? Like... Chris, a, a flight from New Orleans to Detroit, round trip, that's going to run you over 500 bucks. Easily. Yeah, I'm thinking 600 bucks. 
easily. And there's going to be a delay. There's going to be a cancellation. That's why, like, I love planes, trains, and automobiles, Home Alone. I love when holiday movies are about being stuck in airports because that really (laughs) does end up being the crux of holiday travel. But not for Eddie. He gets there. He gets there immediately. Eddie Root. Oh. Eddie. What a surprise. Dude, just call Welcome home, Eddie. Hey, oh good my to see goodness. You. How you doing? And it's a clear as soon as he walks in that he and Amber have some history. Mm-hmm. And listen to this little combo. Hey, you. Wow. This is a surprise. Yeah. What brings you back to Detroit? Uh, Ham called me, uh, but apparently you weren't supposed to know about that. Apparently. Yeah, he said something about a fundraiser and uh, Smokey Robinson and how we needed my help. You know, the whole way here, I was practicing what I'd say when I saw you. And? Well, the first thing that came to my mind was, I want to get a burger. Okay, I don't know exactly what the history is, but want to get a burger is weak sauce. Okay, Megan, if I haven't seen you in years, if you were my former lover mm-hmm. and you were like, I thought about what I'd say, want to get a burger? I would be very mad. I would be underwhelmed. Yeah, and and I kind of agree. And I love cheeseburgers. But then mm-hmm. we realize that they go to this burger joint and it's like their spot. Right, um, right. So it does have m- more sentimental meaning than just a piece a of meat between a bun. Christmas Eve 2001. You were there and I was here. Smokey was playing in the background. Right, right. And... I asked you to be my girl, and you said yes, and we, wait a second. And then we even see that their initials were carved in the table, and they're still there. Okay, wow. I know it's supposed to be romantic, but because I'm a Scrooge, my first thought is like, okay, so this restaurant has not updated in 20 years? You haven't gotten any new tables? You haven't buffed anything? Well, maybe Eddie and Amber... Everybody wants them back together. It's a conspiracy. Um, So Amber invites Eddie over to meet Lily. And that's obviously like very exciting and also nerve wracking because she's like introducing her to her ex. You know, it's not even like a current boyfriend, but but they all get along and like each other, obviously. Right. I toyed with the idea of being a foster mom, but I didn't think I was ready. Until I met Lily. You know, she was only supposed to stay with me for a couple of weeks. It's been five months. She seems like a really great kid. Oh, she is such a blessing, Eddie. Okay, and then we see Eddie and Amber later that night, and they're texting each other from their bedrooms. I love this. It made me miss yeah. flirt texting. It was real teenage oh. energy. It was, like, really cute for them to both be, like, sitting on their beds texting. Will you flirt text me? I thought I already did, Megan. I know you do. You actually do. You actually itch that scratch pretty well for me. Even well, CJ, he was just staying at a hotel last night, and I was like, woo, this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> I miss him so much. <laughs> okay, so the next day they're at a tr- Christmas tree farm, because you gotta. You gotta. Lifetime trope, Christmas tree farm. And we learn that Eddie's a musician, and he, he had, like, big dreams. You know, yeah. be be discovered, travel the world. And Amber's dream was to stay in Detroit and become a social worker, which is, like, a beautiful dream, too. I know. We love her. And this is why a wedge was driven between this. It, mm-hmm. it, nothing happened. There was no cheating. There was no anger. It was just geographical, which is always the toughest right. kinds of breakup. And then the second time, he, well, he still wanted to travel the world, but he wanted to get married and start a family. Yeah, but he wasn't ready. You know, I left here with a big dream and now I'm back empty handed. They're separated by the maze of trees in the farm. Mm-hmm. And like, at first, don't even realize the other is there. And then finally at the end, they see each other and it's like, oh, oh. we're both here. And then what actually is happening is that both. Nicole and Ham are trying to surprise one another with Christmas trees. Mm -hmm. So basically, Nicole and Ham have two trees in their house. Okay, whoever has the best decorated tree, me and Ham, get to relax while the losers, (coughs) Amber and Nicole, entertain us. Listen, man, no offense, but I am awful at decorating trees, and I have seen your handiwork, and you are no better, so (laughs) I don't know if that's a good idea. Okay, so let's make it interesting. Me and Ham against Amber and Eddie. That way, at least one of you bones has a chance of winning. I think you should have never left the farm with two trees, personally. 
But a montage of tree decorating, like that's what I'll tell you. When we talk Christmas, I love decorating a tree. That's what we used to do. Like when we got to my grandmother's house, that is when we got to decorate it. She would not decorate the tree until we, the New York fam, came. Oh, that's really And I love decorating a tree. I had Andy decorate a tree. Like his first Christmas would have probably been just three years ago with me. And I had him decorating a tree. And my mom even bought like Hanukkah ornaments. Yeah, that's sweet. I was like, here, Andy, put Andy, put them on the tree. And then he's like doing it. And he's like, am I doing it right? I was like, and oh, bless your heart. Do you prefer a real tree or a fake tree? I honestly don't care. Mm-hmm. I We have a fake one. My mom has a fake one that she always pulls out. And I like it. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, as long as it's a good size. I don't like a little... Mm-hmm. Charlie Brown Thank moment. You. Yeah. Yeah, you need something. You need to be, if it's going to be fake, it still has to be full. Mm-hmm. We always had a real tree growing up and like big, like nine feet tall, like crazy. And then my parents um, transitioned into a fake tree family. And I know it was hard for my mom, but like the lights are already on and, and it mm-hmm. looks real. And it's just like kind of easier. It's so much easier. I mean, my God, the needles would be everywhere. It's and less of a fire have- hazard, you know. Thank you. Yeah. And because we have pets. It's like, I don't need these animals, like, you know, pawing around needles, kicking them all over the place. It's like, please. Amber and Eddie, they lose the um, Christmas tree decorating contest. So they have to dress up and do like a little dance for everybody. And I don't really know why, but it's Christmas. It's cute. So I'm like, sure. Yeah, of course. Sure. Why not? Then Amber and Eddie find out Smokey's in Detroit. Ah! Smokey's in Detroit. What? Mm-hmm. He's going to be interviewed during the 7 to 10 shift. We have to catch him on his way in. And not let him leave until he commits to our fundraiser. And kidnap him if he says no. But basically when they get to the radio station, they're like, oh, it was 7 a.m., not 7 p.m. Yeah, of course. And this is the first of many near misses with Smokey Robinson. Since when is 7 p.m. radio popping? I know. <laughs> Morning radio. That's what it's called. <laughs> um, so then we see, they're back at church. Eddie sings. And he says that's what got the attention of the prettiest girl in school, meaning Amber. Mm -hmm. I was underwhelmed when Eddie began to sing. (laughs) And I felt like considering his music career is what drove a wedge between him and Amber, I needed him to be spectacular. Mm. And it was not. Now, Megan, am I wrong? You can tell me if I just wasn't hearing it right. So I didn't I didn't think that Eddie was necessarily a singer. When they said musician, mm-hmm. I was thinking, oh, he's a guitarist. We saw him at the guitar right, store. Right, he right, probably right. he probably can play the drums or the keyboard. Like I'm guessing he has yeah. like can play a bunch of different instruments and then like right. sings too. But when someone says a musician, I don't necessarily go, then that means they're a great singer. singer. Yes. So yes, I think yes, probably absolutely. he got he got into show business singing and then was like, oh, I like songwriting and playing and being in a band. Then they're at family dinner. Smokey's all over town and they can't find him. And then they set up a plan. Okay, so what are we supposed to do? Go to all of Smokey Robinson's favorite places in Detroit, hoping that we'll run into him? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now we got a Smokey scavenger hunt. (laughs) Smokey scavenger hunt. Also, I really felt like, I was like, they talk about Smokey Robinson like he's a chupacabra, a Loch Ness monster. They're like, he's two steps ahead. We can't find him. And I'm like, Smokey is old. He's he's 81. (laughs) You can catch up with Smokey. Okay? Smokey is not running down these streets. You can grab him. And also, Eddie uses the phrase, gone ghost. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it almost sounds like it's like an ESL version of ghosting. Do you know what I mean? Like, it sounds like an idiom, like someone's interpretation of the idiom of ghosting to be like, he's gone ghost. Yeah, because I guess you could also say vanished. Smokey has vanished. Or Smokey, (laughs) Smokey's up in smoke, you know? Smokey's up in smoke. Honestly, I bet that was in a first draft. Yeah. I bet that was in a first draft. Yeah, we should have been hired to do punch up. Okay. (laughs) And guess what? Smokey's favorite spots are Eddie's and Amber's favorite spots. Come on. So they bring Lillian and they basically do a family like Detroit tour. You know, they're down memory lane. It's very tender. It did take me back. I was like, look at the D. It is gorge. And then Eddie and Amber take Lily ice skating. I've never been skating before. Oh, we might have to add this to the list of our Christmas traditions. 
And then Eddie puts her to bed like she's his child. That's sweet. I thought that was real tender. Whenever men are tender, it does like yeah. really warm my heart. Like a man with a child. When they were ice skating, I was like, oh, I don't think I'm allowed to do that this year. Because of you're with child? Yeah, I don't think pregnant women are supposed to ice skate because you can fall. And like you could fall, like I will fall. <laughs> it's not like but I'm- also you could fall doing everything. Yeah, but on ice skates on ice? I don't think it's allowed. Well, are you very good? Can you just like hold the side and kind of walk? Like, do you actually skate? You know I'm not good. <laughs> um, not a chance. Maybe they could give me like, you know, when kids have like, they look like walkers and they mm-hmm. go around the ice. Maybe they let me have one of those. <laughs> okay. So the next day they're um, prepping for the pageant and Mrs. Jones, she's sort of like. Um, she's a deaconess. Yes. She's the yes. church queen bee. She yeah. says that they've raised. 12,000 with ticket sales, but that's because they're telling people Smokey's going to be there. Exactly. And this is very stressful. Like, Absolutely. You cannot tell. At one point, she's like, we've already sold 150 tickets. I'm like, that's it? I'm, I'm surprised <laughs> you haven't sold 5,000. You told them Smokey's going to be there. We have no confirmation. We haven't even gotten eyes on Smokey yet. I know. It's insane. You got it. I mean, it's like, as you as people who have run shows or even just attended shows, you say, and special guests, okay? Yeah. You're not out here naming names because the bigger the person is, the more likely they are to cancel. Absolutely. So it's like, oh God, Miss Jones, you don't ruin the whole vibe. But now, of course, Amber's like, well, we have to because yeah. now everyone is bought tickets expecting to see Smokey. Guys, I just got an email from Smokey's office. Yes, what does it say? Well, it's not his personal email. I'm on the mailing list. Okay, so what did it say? Guess who's kicking off the 12 days of caroling at the mall? No way. When? Today. What time? Now. Well, at least 10 minutes ago. So he's probably still there. Let's go. Okay. So they go to the mall and they, because he's there, and they stand outside and they just yell Smokey. Um, and he <laughs> clearly doesn't look. He's 81. And yeah. um, Amber's sad. And then Eddie gives her tickets to the Motown Museum. And her, Lily, and Eddie are all going to go. It's very, very cute. We love that. And then at which point I thought, I suggested we play a drinking game. You just have a sip of nog every time you hear the word Smokey. I think I would have probably been bloated in 14 minutes. No, you would have been blacked out. I don't understand, (laughs) especially when they go to the Motown Museum, why they're not pivoting and maybe being like, oh, so-and-so knows this lady. Like, this is Detroit. This is Motown, capital of black music. My aunt is best friends with Anita Baker. Okay, Okay. we could get Anita Baker on the horn in 10 seconds. Why aren't we pivoting? Why do we have all our eggs in this smoky basket? But They're stressing us out as comedy producers. You know? Listen, if you can't get Maria Bamford, you gotta try and find somebody that was on SNL for one season. Okay? (laughs) And finally, though, in this moment at the Motown Museum, Lily asks what we've all been thinking. Listen to this. Mommy Amber, why do you and Eddie like Smokey Robinson so much? Well, um, Eddie and I, we met in middle school. I was on a committee to help organize a Christmas pageant. I was in the school choir. The choir director asked Eddie to sing the first Noel for the pageant. That's the song you sang at church. Yeah, but I told her I'd only do it if I could sing Smokey Robinson's version of the Motown Christmas song. Which I loved because my parents, they played it all the time. Never heard me rehearsing. And we bonded over Smokey. And he fell in love. Okay, okay. So now we're seeing why there's no pivot. You see what I'm saying? There's an emotional undercurrent. There's a psychological attachment to Smokey. Yeah. That's not just about the church. And so now I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I see what's going on. So Amber is called, um, Lily calls her Mommy Amber. And it's so cute. Yeah, it's really cute. And She's very cute. you're like, they should this should be her mom, you know? But mm-hmm. and Amber admits like how much that she loves Lily. She's grown very attached to her in these five months. And then she gets a call. Hello? Hey, I'm good. How about you? Uh sure, no problem. What's up? The Baileys. Yeah, I think they considered adoption. They want to adopt Lily? Surprisingly, for all the love of Christmas, Amber and Lily's, the house, their house is not decorated. Why are you giving out wreaths? Put a wreath on your own house. What is that? That's what I was saying. I was like, my God, you've got to take care of your home. We're decorating two trees? What's going on? (laughs) And then Lily 
basically has like secretly called up everyone in the family. So Nicole, Ham, Dad, Eddie, they all come over and it's like a beautiful decorating montage. And at the end, it is just, oh, the final touch is Lily putting a Christmas stocking with Eddie's name on it oh, on the fireplace. Wow. This is why you can't introduce men to children too early, okay? You don't, until you know this man is going to stay, you can't be out here introducing because these children get attached. So my mom um ha- bought an ex-boyfriend of mine a Cavalier, uh, a Cleveland Cavalier stocking um mm-hmm. for him to have at my house. And then when CJ and I started dating, he liked the Cavs because LeBron was still on the Cavs. And my mom bought a different Cleveland Cavaliers stocking, so it would not be like my ex-boyfriend's. It was the same stocking, but she bought (laughs) two of them because she didn't want CJ to have to have my ex's leftover Cavs stocking. (laughs) That's very sweet because, of course, my first assumption was that she was going to just use your ex's leftover stocking. And Peggy said, nope, nope, nope. And it's like, uh, I thought I did everyone a favor. I just picked, I, know. I only picked LeBron fans. <laughs> you have a type. You do. Um, so at the end of the night, it leaves Amber and Eddie alone. Mm-hmm. And they're reconnecting and they have a kiss that is then interrupted by <laughs> Lily. Mommy, Amber, I can't sleep. I keep thinking about my solo. I think I need some professional help. And then, of course, Eddie offers to help her practice. And I'm like, okay, that's very tender. He is a musician. Maybe he can really help her get her belt on, you know? Mm -hmm. But then the next night, they go to Nicole and Ham's ugly sweater party. So after this, like, half kiss, you're not quite sure what's up with them, right? Like, is it going to be a whole thing? But Eddie is, like, really feeling it. And he has a lot of questions. Listen to Eddie. The first thing he says, basically, when he and Amber see each other at the ugly sweater party. I stalked you on social media, too. Really? Yeah. And I asked Hammer about you. When? Every time I talk to him. So, what do you want to know? I want to know everything. Are you happy? Was there anyone after me? Did you ever fall in love again? What did Ham say? I'm interested in what you have to say. Wow. I didn't expect that. I did not expect him to really be like coming out like, I saw you on social media. What have you been doing? Yeah. Well, because they have a past. It's like, especially if you have a past with someone and you're both still single. Yeah. Or you're single. You want to know like, because I bet they, as he's saying, it's like they've both dated, but there hasn't been like someone that they ended up getting engaged or married to. Right. Right. Well, Eddie's a musician. You know, they never stay in one place very long. (sighs) Yeah. I mean, and it's exemplified when just when you think, okay, they're about to have a little Christmas romance. It's about to pop off. Eddie gets a phone call from a musician friend. Hey, man. What? No, no, no. I definitely, definitely. Uh, Listen, can can, can I call you back? And so you're like, there he goes. There he goes again. Papa uh, was a Rolling Stone, honey. I thought it was going to be a call about Smokey, but it was not. (laughs) It was not but they're still trying to find Smokey, okay? When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Back to the pageant. It's now sold out. Imagine (laughs) that because they've promised everyone Smokey Robinson is going to be there. But they still don't have Smokey. But her dad, who is so handsome, so chic, so suave as a pastor, um, gives her a pep talk. I never should have promised I'd get him. What was I thinking? How long has this church been here, Amber? A hundred years. And in that hundred years, do you think we've never had a setback? 
Maybe once or twice. Yet here we are, honey. The pageant will be wonderful with or without Smokey Robinson. And Christmas will still be Christmas, even if we didn't have a pageant or sing a song or wrap a gift. Well, what about our roof? Mm -hmm. I'm betting it'll last a few more months. Thanks for making me feel better, Dad, but... I'm just telling you what's true. You know what else is true? I'm proud of you. Her going to any lengths... Just shows how much she ...is cares. the success. Yes. Right. Like, it isn't, you know, whether he comes or not. And you're like, okay, this is why you work for Jesus, Dad. You're good. You're good. Mm-hmm. Um, so the dad is over the next day, and they are doing, like, the holiday baking. That just is the stuff I love. Like, a cookie exchange. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and so the dad's like... You didn't invite me over here to just eat and bake, did you? You know, ever since Eddie and I broke up... I've been waiting for the right man to come along for me to start a family. I had this idea in my head of the perfect person, the perfect kid. So I waited, but finally, the perfect person is here. And she is the sweetest, precious person I have ever seen. She is the right person, Dad. And so am I. I want her to know that, that she has a home and I want her home to be with me. So yes, Dad, I am saying I am ready to be Lily's mom. <laughs> and I'm saying you already are. Yeah. We love it. We love it. That's what I was hoping. I know. Bailey's out of here. <laughs> I know. And like, I don't know how it works. Like, since she's been fostering Lily, does that mean she has a better chance of adopting her? Like, she can say, yeah. I and also her. because she's a social worker. So she yeah. can literally be like, okay, I have evaluated myself and I have yeah. proven to be a very good parent for them. Well, and if you don't have to move a child to an, an additional different house when she's already in a nice house that like wants her, right? Um, then that that's probably better. Okay, great. So bye, Baileys. <laughs> um, so then Eddie gets a call. Smokey has landed. <laughs> um, and so he goes to the studio, sees Smokey. Smokey remembers him. You know you better call me Smokey. Right? <laughs> <laughs> JJ told me you were coming. Have a seat. Sure. Yeah, thank you. It's a roof, nephew. Yeah. Man, I remember when you used to be running around the studio picking up every instrument you could get your hands on. Oh, yeah, you do. You remember me. Oh, yeah. You're pretty good for a youngster. Oh, thank you. But Smokey lets him know that he would love to be able to do the pageant, but that he's actually flying home on Christmas Eve. And then he gives him this little Christmas talk. Before I was blessed enough to get into the music business, it was my impossible dream, my fervent prayer. And I guess God said, okay, I'm gonna let you have this. See what you do with it. See how you treat people. I got a great wife and a wonderful family. And I love my job. I love my wife and my family. And I love the fact that they support me in loving my job. And when you got it like that, there's no juggling. Love leads the way. All you gotta do is follow. Okay, this is something I take issue with, Megan. Smokey says, there's no juggling, love leads the way. Mm -hmm. That to me is exactly what a man says, okay? Mm. Because he's out here on the road, but what mm -hmm. about his wife? This explanation doesn't talk about how his family feels about him being on the road. Also, Smokey is rich and famous. So I'm assuming when he's gone, his family is living a life of luxury. Eddie is out here, a session musician, running these streets. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's as simple as love. <laughs> Look, I'm a Scrooge. I'm a Scrooge. I don't think it's that simple. What I think Smokey was trying to say is like, find, you know, not find someone, but like love someone and fall in love with someone who's dreams are your dreams and your dreams are their dreams. So like be with someone who's not going to ask you to give up your dream. Right. But isn't that why he and Amber broke up? Because it was, she was like, I'm not giving up. He was like, I'm not giving up. She's like, I don't want to be a roadie with you. 
Yeah. I always think about like, if you marry, if you start dating someone and they've already been doing comedy, that's on you. You know, like you've <laughs> exactly. chosen a strange thing. Yep. But if you are dating someone, even married someone, and then they start doing comedy, that's on them. Mm-hmm. Like they have, mm-hmm. ch- they Absolutely. have totally changed their life, totally changed what they said was going to be their path. And I think a lot of times it ends up, it ends up not working in Eddie and Amber's case. It is difficult because they are both going in saying, this is what I want. And unfortunately what we want just does not fit together. Sometimes love does not conquer all. So you're right. I guess Smokey did not give him advice. (laughs) But we still did love Smokey, and because afterwards they like jam together. They're singing Oh Holy Night. Oh Holy Night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Your turn. <laughs> <laughs> And so then the next day, you know, again, this whole thing, this whole thing, though, Amber doesn't even know about, right? Like, Eddie doesn't tell her because he's like, you know, who knows if he's even going to get to Smokey? Who knows what Smokey's going to say? So he doesn't even get her hopes up. So meanwhile, Amber is like, you know what? I'm going to, like, do a video online, post a video, get his attention. Yeah, she has a friend who works at a news station. It's like, let's see. And Lord knows things go viral all the time. So it's like. Okay, let's see how that goes. So she does that, posts that video. In the meantime, Amber tells Lily that she wants to be her mom. My whole mom? Your whole mom. Like, for forever? Forever and ever. Will we still make cookies with sprinkles? Yes. And... Will we still listen to Motown music? Girl, yes! And will you still tuck me in every night and wait for me to say my prayers before I go to bed? Every single night. I love Lily like being like, well, I have some stipulations. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So later we see Smokey. He's obviously like on his way to the airport. And I'm also wondering like, Smokey flies private, too, I'm guessing. like Maybe. Not necessarily. Okay. I imagine Smokey has a plane um, <laughs> with his face on the side of it. So um, he's driving. I was very attracted to his driver. Not here or there. The man has no speaking lines. He's shown for one second. But I was like, who's that? Um, and so they're listening to the radio, and the radio mentions this video that has started to like go viral in Detroit. And so then Smokey watches the video in the car, and it I actually was like, this is a better video than I thought it was going to be. I was <laughs> I was touched. I'm hoping this message gets to Mr. Robinson, but even if he is unable to attend our pageant, the spirit of love and joy that he and Motown has inspired in all of us will be in full effect. And a community of God-fearing men and women and boys and girls will be there celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Mr. Robinson and Motown, for providing the soundtrack of some of the best moments of my and our lives. It was tender, and you can tell that Smokey's also touched, right? Yeah. So then that night we get to the nativity play. Lily is about to get ready to do her solo, but she's getting a little nervous. You know, she's like, kind of like her voice. She just like can't kind of squeak it out. She's afraid. And then Smokey comes in singing down the aisle. Acapella to Silent Night. Acapella, honey, dramatic entrance. We love a dramatic entrance. It's like everyone turns. It's like, here comes the bride and the bride is Smokey Robinson. (laughs) Yeah. 
And then he joins Lily on stage and they sing together. Now, I think it's sweet, but I would also like to point out Smokey stole a solo from a foster child. Okay, in Smokey's defense, Lily had panicked. You know, like Smokey <laughs> saved her. And I'm Lily. I, I'm like alone in my room. I am belting. You get me in front of a church, especially a black church. I'm going silent. I'm going silent. I can't speak. Silent night is going to be silent. <laughs> Everyone, of course, is in heaven. They're loving every second. Amber is verklempt. Yes. Eddie's verklempt. But also, this is what they were promised. Exactly. <laughs> like... But- that's what I'm like. Are they upset that he hadn't been there until this point? No, I think they were like they knew Smokey would be at the end, but I think they just didn't realize it was going to be like a like he was going to like come in from outside. You know uh-huh. what I mean? And do a uh-huh. whole entrance. Would there have been issues if Smokey had not shown up? Absolutely, but no yeah. one would have said anything because it's Christmas Eve. But they would have and talked about her to the point where Amber wouldn't have been able to step foot in that church ever again. Yeah, and it is a <laughs> fundraiser for a church roof, so it is. Kind of tough to be like, I want my money back. Right, but you would be like, uh-uh. <laughs> these kids sucked. <laughs> um, so Smokey gives a speech. I recently had a conversation with a fellow musician. We talked about love, and that's what I see in this room. I often say love is an action word. What good is it to love someone if you don't show them? Many times we hold on to love, thinking that we're waiting for the right time to deliver it. I say deliver it now. That's what God did when he sent his son to save the world. And that's what you've done here at Mount Joy. And I'm honored to be a part of that. And then Amber and Eddie find out that they both independently of each other went to get Smokey. Mm-hmm. And then Eddie tells Amber about how he got this opportunity to go on tour, but he's turning it down. And Amber tells him that she's adopting Lily. I understand if that changes things for you, but I love her very much. And I want her in my life for the rest of my life. Well, in that case, (laughs) Lily, do I have permission to date your mommy? And Lily's like, Okay. And it's like very, very sweet. And then the church has raised enough money for the roof. Woohoo! And everyone has a happy Christmas dinner. Yay! Okay, I do have to say, based on the advice Smokey gave, I thought what was going to happen was Eddie was going to say, I'm not going to go on the tour. And Amber was going to say, too. I want you to go on the tour. And I'll, and I'll be too. waiting for you when you come back. Me too. But instead it was like, no, nah, stay in the house. If you want this, you got to come and do some work. I got a kid now, so I'm going to need you to pull your weight. Who's going to run the guitar store in New Orleans? <laughs> 40,000 other unemployed musicians in New Orleans will step in. I wanted him to go on tour. I was sad. I know, I know. We wanted him to have his dream, but you know what? That beautiful family with the gorgeous Amber and Lily, right. that's also a dream. And and I also think it's probably the comedians and us. Like, don't turn down that gig. I know. I'm like, don't oh my God. I was like, I was like you're, putting it, you're putting it to the side for a relationship? All right. Have you told your manager? They're going to be upset. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. This movie was, act- I mean, of course I'm a Scrooge, but it was still like very tender and very sweet. And I loved, um, I did love the, you know, the adoption aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And you know, I love hearing me some soul music and a Detroit representation. So nothing makes me happier than the fact that now we get to talk to the star of the movie. Megan, we got the actual star up in here. Incredible. We also have someone who's a fixture of our childhoods, I would say, of you and I, right? Yes. We have the one, the only Tia Maori. And when we talk to her, I will bring up that I worked with her brother Taj recently because Mm -hmm. I want her to like me. Oh, and I think it's going to work. Thank you very much. 
Wait, which one? Because he shot. I know y'all are back doing to so back many movies. I'm me time. The me time. The Kevin Hart one here. Man, he was over the house on Sunday, Saturday, and he was just talking about how grateful he was to do that project. And it was such an incredible experience to work with Mark Wahlberg uh-huh. and Kevin Hart, and how they were so humble and so supportive and. They like wanted him to shine. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he, sh- oh, he was shining. He to- was shining. He's oh, a no. dream. Said- I yes. like, wrote him. I was like, you're a ray of light. I'm obsessed with you. Now he's like, got me into Jesus. I'm like, what are you doing? I'll do whatever you're doing. I'll get Jesus then. If that's what's working for you, I'll get him. I'm obsessed with my brother Tom. <laughs> Oh my God. I love that. I love the family connection, especially, I mean, now given that we're about to talk to you about Miracle in Motor City. I know. Which is just love and family and light oh in gosh. all its forms. It, it is such a, just a warm movie. I, it's, there's just yeah. so much love um, and emotion, I feel like, with this movie. More than um, the other Christmas movies that I've done, this one has oh. just so much heart. I mean, I found myself like bawling and crying. it's so sweet yeah Naomi and I are fascinated with the workings of Christmas films so (laughs) when what month did you shoot this in and where was it location wise okay so we shot this movie um in um August into September (laughs) so I'll give you guys a little like behind the scenes there's a scene in the movie where myself and my friend, we are going um, shopping for Christmas trees at the Christmas mm-hmm. farm. When I say that was the hottest day <laughs> I have ever experienced in my entire life. And mind you, I've been to Egypt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you guys, it is so freaking hot because it was humid and we had to put on all of these jackets yes. Yes. and scarves and gloves. Sweat was literally oh. dripping down my back. It was oh. it was so intense. So it was hot when we shot this Christmas movie. <laughs> and we um, the location was really cool um, because this is actually the first time with a Christmas movie I was able to film in, in two different locations. So. Production actually started in Toronto, even though we didn't really do any filming there, which was fantastic. I love Toronto. It's one of my favorite places to go to. Just the diversity there and the food scene is just like, Mm -hmm. Um, and -hmm. then we went to Hamilton um, because Hamilton mirrored Detroit, like with the buildings Mm. and just the town and the church and all of that. So we were in Hamilton for most of the time. And then we went to Detroit. Which was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. So, um, you know, we we were able to actually really go to the museum. Um, Mm -hmm. We saw the Michael Jackson glove. But it was great to see photos of Smokey Robinson, you know, during his era um, Mm -hmm. with Diana Ross, Barry Gordy. And then to be able to film with him, um, he's a huge star. He's a legend. But when you're around him, he's so humble and he was so appreciative and gracious mm. just to be a part of, of this movie. So it was like it Taj was Maori. Like yeah, Taj, like Taj Maori. That's very accurate. <laughs> I mean, we're, it was it was it was fantastic to 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 work with him. And Smokey is, I hope he's not upset I'm outing his age, 81. I know. And he, yeah. not only Looks does he amazing. look amazing, <laughs> you know, when he, he's still got the presence, yeah. he walks in, he's yeah. got the posture, he like, it's, it, it seems like he could be on stage in any era that we've <sighs> seen him. Yeah. He's so sharp. He's, you know, he's so fantastic. Now, this is not your first foray into Christmas movies. When you do a Christmas movie, as you said, you filmed in August and into September, and now we're getting into the holiday season. Are you like, oh God, here we go again? Or, <laughs> no! or is it nice? Double Christmas. Girl, this is one of the main reasons why I do these movies. Because when I say I am obsessed with Christmas, I'm obsessed with holidays. <laughs> um, you know, my mom and my dad, they worked a lot. 
So holidays was definitely something that was very special to us. You know, another reason why I do these movies, it's because my mother, she loves them. And she has sat down and watched every single one of them that I have done with me um, together. And we make it a moment. Like we have cookies, pie, wine, hot cocoa, and you know, we, we really get into the spirit. So if I could have Christmas all year long, like yeah, yeah that'll be the bomb.com. <laughs> but also, okay, now, okay. Uh, just off mic, you know, let me know your address because I yeah. did your cookies and wine and pie. Yeah. I said, that's wine a party. And hot cocoa. I'm like, that's a spread. <laughs> and I made my hot cocoa from scratch. Wow. 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 <sighs> okay. You're a Christmas queen. You're a Christmas queen. Okay. That's real. <laughs> Um, you have, I know you have children. Do they get all in on all this Christmas stuff? Obviously all kids love Christmas, you know, toys and stuff. But I mean, when we talk like decoration and caroling and all that stuff. Oh yeah. We have a lot of traditions when it comes to the holidays. And what I love about being a mother is I'm I'm able to pass down those traditions or even carry those traditions over with my family. So it's a moment when we're decorating the tree and every year um, I have this kind of like blackboard ornament where the kids can write their name on it. Um, So of course each year the writing gets better and better and better. Um, (laughs) But I remember there's one of them that I saved where Cree had written his name and to be able to see that ornament, you know, years later, it's just, it's, you know, it's, it's tradition and it's, it's about, memories for me. And I think that's why I love just the holidays and everything that comes along with it, whether that's the Christmas movies, the hot cocoa, the decorating the tree, singing the songs, we sing carols. I love it because I also involve my children, you know, in the process. Mm -hmm. And we just have lots and lots of fun. I'm one of those dorks too. I'm like, listen, I know Santa doesn't come to my house, but there is something, there is something magical in the air around Christmas there is. where special things happen yeah. at that time of year that you go, this wouldn't happen at Miracles. any time of year. Miracles. And that's this this film really speaks to like that mm-hmm. little seasonal yeah. sparkle in the air yeah, that makes things come true. It does. You know, I loved playing Amber Dupont. She bit off a little more than she can chew. Oh, you know, she when she, out. yeah. Oh, she, yeah. We were very stressed yeah. out. It was like, Amber, you have to pivot. We were Girl, like, you, you have to pivot. Smokey is coming. Yeah, yeah, I I know. Know. Is he coming? Is he not coming? But I loved how determined she was. She was like, no, if we want Smokey, we're going to get Smokey. Um, <laughs> but again, it's, it, this, this movie, it does have that special. Um, there's something special in the air. And I feel like the heart of the movie is, is love. You know what I mean? Like not only because there's always a, a romance, you know, in, in these mm-hmm. movies, but I think what was so special about this movie was the love and is the love that she has with her foster child. Yes, um, definitely. And Lily. Yes, and Lily. Oh my gosh. Like so she sweet. was, she, um, her name is Marquita. She was so incredible to work with. Talk about professional. This girl knew her lines. <laughs> uh, child actors are geniuses. They really, really are. But what I loved about this movie is the story. The story is, it has a lot of weight and there's a lot of foundation. You don't necessarily have to have that perfect family unit, right? Mm-hmm. To have a mm-hmm. family. And that's what Amber, she was waiting for. She was waiting for that perfect unit to say, okay, I deserve to have a child now. No, what you need and all you need really is love. Tia, you obviously know firsthand that child stars are geniuses. As a former (laughs) child star- Turned adult star. Yes, which is not an easy feat. No, no, no. You've had such an amazing career, have been a part of this wild business a long time. It's a sick business. I'll say sick. It's a sick (laughs) business. It is, it Um, is. Keep it real. It is. Yeah, it is. So what is, what's next for you? Oh my gosh. Um, okay. So I guess what's next for me is I'm actually working on, um, another lifetime movie as we speak. Um, another Christmas lifetime movie. Of of course I can't tell, uh, the, the the storyline, but we are working on it and I'm in love. Oh, it's, 
so amazing. And again, I wanted, I, I like to do things that are kind of different, you know what I mean? That you wouldn't normally see or necessarily see. I'm just that type of person. Um, so I'm, we are working on the treatment right now, um, which is awesome. So I will be shooting that next year. Congrats. Ooh. Um, Tia, thank you so much oh for being here. Also, yes. this Hair and makeup I know. is I know. a lot. I and on know. Zoom, <laughs> this eyeshadow is I know. gorgeous. Uh, gorgeous. Uh, that's so kind. Thank you, guys. I wanted to, you know, look nice and festive. So yes, get everybody <laughs> in the it. spirit because I'm already there. So I would love yeah. for everybody <laughs> to, you know, join in on the fun. Yeah. Thank you so much. Happy holidays and Merry Christmas to your family. Oh, happy holidays. Bye, Bye guys. Oh my god! Uh, I'm obsessed with her. She is her character, uh, um, Amber. A hundred percent, and she's everyone we've ever seen her as. I don't think she's ever played a villain, and she's just like a legend, yeah. you know, a yeah. legend. Yeah, but just like so sweet, and I'm like, oh my god, hot cocoa with Tia. Okay, that's gonna I, be our goal, Christmas I, 2022. I eat her food. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, you guys, I know we are ending you on like the highest of high notes but mm -hmm. you know how we do we don't stay in la la land very long your girls got to pivot and next week we pivoted we are coming to you to talk all about the movie next door nightmare now yes, <laughs> what happened to christmas <laughs> hard left hard left we'll get back to christmas with mario lopez okay wow but first next door nightmare now this movie when a young couple, Sarah and Kyle, move next door to Helen, a charismatic older woman, they have no idea she's a psychopath who will stop at nothing to become Sarah's surrogate mother and grandmother to the child she is expecting. Oh my gosh. Okay, and do you know, yes, y'all, if you watch the movie, you will see that there is a reason why we picked it for the holidays, all right? So if you find the Easter egg in this movie, let us know. But until then, we will see you next week. I love a Lifetime movie. If you love Lifetime movies as much as we do, tune into Lifetime and LMN to watch all the new and classic movies that we can't get enough of. Check your local listings to find out what's airing on Lifetime and LMN because it just might be the movie we talk about next. This podcast would not be possible if it was just Naomi and me, for sure. Absolutely not. <laughs> I Love a Lifetime Movie is produced by Julie Magruder with Chris Boniello as editor and sound mixer. Executive produced by Jesse Katz and Ted Butler with original music by Blake Maples and hosted by Naomi and Megan. Us! 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 I mean, you you should know that by now if you've gotten to this point. You should know that we're the host, okay? <laughs> I, it feels like we don't even need to say it, but we'll put ourselves in the credits. ha <laughs> ha!